are are you guys still watching Winning Time? Um, I forgot to watch it yesterday. Oh. But yes, I'm 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 not, I'm watching it. Cole is not watching it. Oh, okay. But uh, I caught up except the last episode I missed nice. so far. Okay. Why? Oh, I was. What happened? Are you watching it? I'm not caught up, but I started watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I told you yeah. I would, Daniel. I kept my word. Good, good. And you listened to the pet sounds. My gosh, what was my homework assignment this week? Um, to be more honest with yourself, your community, your family, <laughs> and your friends. Here you go. It was so funny. He's like, it, he kept channeling my grandfather at the game, like on Sunday. So he got a new. Dan got a new Red Sox polo. Yeah. And he put it on, and I've never seen him do this. Instead in, of like a t shirt. Normally a t-shirt. I would buy a right. t shirt. Yes, yeah. but t-shirt. he like, you but know. I got a polo. Because it was raining. Nice. It was raining. You want something a little well, heavier? No, I got it before. You got it the day before. Oh, are you, you going to yeah. take up golf then? I mean, what's your plan? I, I do golf he once does in a while. golf, but okay. he has never, ever in our rela- relationship, like, pretended to tee up and, like, swing in the house you know like fake golf swing and my grandfather used to all the time like my grandfather was a huge golfer and a huge red sox fan and he would in his red sox polo take the stance like he was going to swing and do like a swing without the glove and all of a sudden dan puts his his polo shirt on and he takes the stance and he like does this like wind up and like swings like he's swinging a golf club I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to do it. I'm like, that was my grandfather being just excited that we're going to the Red Sox and you're wearing a Red Sox polo. Nice. And then we're at the game. My grandfather could never say Garcia Parra. He would be like, Gosh, Parra. And, and so we're what at I the, do? the Raphael. Oh. Raffaele. Sedan Raffaella. I want to say Raffaella. That's how I always want to pronounce his last name. He's a new, another new kid. Yeah. but So it's funny. So I'm like, so you got the golf swing. You're mispronouncing. But it's actually Raffaella. <laughs> First pronouncing a name. And you're making friends in line, as my grandfather would make friends with anybody, any place that he went and would talk to anybody. Yeah. So he was just channeling. My grandfather on Sunday, and, and I got a friend, Fenway Frank, just like. And you got a Fenway Frank. Nice. Yeah, just like my See, grandfather. this one likes like to. This this one over here, likes to minimize just how fortunate she was as a child. <laughs> and every time we go to Red Sox game, <laughs> I always feel inadequate because you know, as a kid, I never sat anywhere but the. $10 bleacher seats in the outfield. Yeah. And now, if I can afford anything, you know, somewhat close to home plate, I'm happy. But I really can't. But but my wife got to go at least once a year, every year. At least once. With her grandfather, who had season tickets. No, his friends had season tickets. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, at least once a year to a game and sit, what, like five rows up from home plate? Right behind home plate? Yeah, that was one friend had those season tickets and then the other friend had the season tickets the next to the bullpen, the Red Sox bullpen. Must have been rough. <laughs> Must have been rough. Well, let me say this. Instead of you focusing so much <laughs> on how much better Coley had it, why don't I think about all the people that couldn't even afford those $10 bleacher tickets that never got to go to a Red Sox oh. game, Daniel? And I didn't mean bullpen, the dugout. Yeah. It wasn't the bullpen. It was no, I, the yeah, dugout. I knew what you meant. I knew you meant dugout. Yeah, but I like that, Jeremy. See, there's people who have never even been to Fenway. Yeah. Have you ever been to Fenway, Jeremy? I've, <laughs> I've never even been to Boston, no. Right. <laughs> oh, man. We should go to Boston. I do want to go. I want to go sometime when my kids are grown and I can actually leave for more than two days. Mm. Um, I think, like, the polo thing, like, clearly it sounds like he literally channeled your grandpa, but I feel like men, once they put on a polo, they just have to do that golf swing thing. Kind of like when right. when you pick up a pair of tongs, you got to click it twice if you're about to go grill. 
But the thing, he wears polos all the time and wears them to work. I've never seen him oh, do okay. that. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. So that's what was weird about it. It was. It's a very golf polo, though. It is. That Red Sox polo. It is. Yeah, not all polos are golf. golf. Polo. Some polos are for, like, playing polo. They're not all for golf, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anywho. It was a fun time. It we was. had a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, good deal. So, besides uh, fighting about mold with health departments and trying to buy a new car, <laughs> have you been up to anything fun? Uh, we took a little day trip to a town called Lincoln, famous for being the home of the Unabomber. Um, well, the Unabomber. Well. The Unabomber when he was practicing and when he was captured, I should say. Not like his child at home. Um so gotcha. the, the place where he actually assembled the bombs and, and whatnot. Right. Is that like a museum now? No, the FBI took his <laughs> entire cabin. Like, it's... They, like hmm. they, they, like, picked up the cabin yes. and took it? it was small. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's gone. Completely gone. Um, also, side, side note, a couple years ago, uh, Hulu made a movie about uh, Ted Kaczynski... And I was at this AA meeting and these two guys walked in that were normally there, but they were late. And apparently they had been up in Lincoln trying for um, like extra roles. And one of the guys ended up getting a speaking role, like an actual acting role. So that movie showed up on Hulu like six months ago or so. And so I watched it and that was kind of cool. Um, nice, but he, but he he done messed up since then, and he's back in prison. Anyway, oh, <laughs> uh, well, all right. But so there's I've driven by this thing a hundred times. Yeah, Lincoln it's it's a ways away from here, but you know everything in Montana is a ways away. So I was just gonna say everything's a ways. Away so from if you go to like Missoula, you always have to go through Lincoln from where I live. Yeah. Um. And uh, it's like an outdoor sculpture museum. Wilderness museum, I guess is what they call it. So we went with the kids, Melissa and I and the kids. And I thought the kids were going to hate it, but we just needed to get out of the house. And um, it was cool. So there was all these different sculptures made out of different things like there's this wall that's made out of old newspapers there's this like house that's made out of interwoven twigs um did the three little pigs build this right you know yeah like it's random stuff there's like no theme necessarily like there's this huge giant they call it the picture frame that's made out of uh branches i guess i don't know but it's really neat, and the kids actually loved it. They were having a blast. So nice, yeah. So that was pretty fun. Um, other than that, I don't think I've done a whole lot since we talked two Tuesdays ago. Not last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before last. And yeah, other than that, last weekend I went do you, car shopping. Do you? Do we know what they're going to be for Halloween yet? Uh, I feel like we talked about this last week, but I don't remember if they had settled on... Autumn seems to know what she's going to be, but I don't know if if Alicia has bought off on that. The other two don't seem to know what they are, so my guess is it hasn't been fully decided. Next year will be a Thursday, so I will have them for Halloween, so I'll have a little more. Nice. They'll be able to pick what they want. Um, yeah, that's good. A little more. Yes. Well, my family wants us to be the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Everybody knows what the Sanderson sisters are. You don't need to go on a 45-minute <laughs> uh, uh, ex- explainer. Well, you see, there was actually a lost uh, I was on. I was on Reddit, Sanderson and there's sisters. actually a fourth Sanderson sister. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so no, they, no, they want me to be, be Winifred. Winifred. Well, of course. Who else would you be? <laughs> exactly. You've already got the face for it. Uh-uh. 
I thought I could be the dead guy. Billy? Billy Butcherson. Billy, Billy Butcherson. Yeah. And then, you know, they could be the two of the Sanderson No, but there needs to be three Sanderson sisters. The trunk or treat theme I did last year was Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus themed? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was fun. So I don't know how we're going to pull that off, but that's the plan. Well, I mean, anyway. so who's going to be um, the other ones? So, so Quinn wants to be Sarah. Oh, so you, Sarah's so you three. Parker. For some reason, when yes. you said your family, I thought you meant like your parents. For some reason, I, I, <laughs> no, 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 I got it. No, got it. Okay. and then I would be Mary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Sure, I think that'd yep. be great. You should do it. You guys always do pretty cool stuff around your house at Halloween. So. Yeah, we have to figure out yeah. a theme this year. Ugh. Yeah, well, it's coming up, kind so of, you better get on it. Kind of not looking forward to that. You normally do. It's like your favorite. I know, but I just don't feel like doing anything. It's exhausting. <laughs> like the idea of putting everything yes. up, taking it down, yes. just to do Christmas right after that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, once and again, Daniel, I would say instead of being like worrying about all the stuff you have to do, think about all the people that don't have houses to do that in. Come on, you got to think of the other side a little bit here. Okay, this—I don't know what this Jeremy is, but he needs. I'm to go channeling away. my inner, my inner Doctor Landy. I'm trying to be your therapist so that I can get inside your head and eventually and get all take, our money, <laughs> take everything that you love from you, and and yeah, put you in a psych ward somewhere and just come visit you once every six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring okay. bring you some Good. some Starburst jelly beans. <laughs> can use them as currency yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. trade them for True. reddit minutes <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah. hey um are you are are you still trying to Get an Xbox? Are you still thinking about that? No, I am. I've been. Not really. I've been um, hyper focused on paying off debt lately. Yeah, right. So, yeah. I got you. I got a personal loan I got to pay off, and I got to get my car paid off, and then I want to. Yeah. So. As well, much I'll as be I honest. Would, as much as I would like an Xbox, I would probably n- never play it because I hardly even play my PS5. And. Yeah. I'm 45 years old, Daniel. It's time for me to grow up and be an adult. Oh, please. If there's a Skyrim grandmother, there can be a Starfield Jeremy. I don't mean just by playing games. I just mean by prioritizing and and weighing out choices. I... Stop. Just you this, don't have to. This, have, this isn't about you. This isn't about you. This is about me, not you. I'm not pointing any fingers. I can't deal with this mentally healthy Jeremy. I don't like it. Oh, like, it won't last. Stop. Don't worry. All right. You're 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 making me feel bad about my own choices. No, like, honestly, I'm just like, <laughs> I want I want to buy a house, and it's just so frustrating right now because yeah. I should make plenty of money to be able to buy a house, but they're so freaking expensive, and the rates are so high. So, like, I need to pay off the debt I have. And start saving yeah. up down payment money, and that way, if something comes along, it's because there's been a couple that have popped up that have been okay deals, right? Like it's starting to happen a little bit, but I need to be able to have the resources to jump on it right away because I cannot live in an apartment for the rest of my life. I just can't. There, there's one uh, for sale right down the street from this, us. Two yeah, houses, two houses up. from us. How much? Yep. What's the deets? Two eighty nine nine. What are the bedrooms and bathrooms? Uh, three bedrooms, one bath. One car garage. Does it have a swimming pool? No. So let me ask but this. How live, much? Would, but we live two houses away. Yeah, that's there's some value in that. How much do you think that house would have been four years ago? Mm, well, five years ago, it would have been around 195 Because that's about what you paid? 200 Yep. Yeah. And our house is nicer and bigger, so it would have been maybe even cheaper. Probably than that. Yeah, it probably would have been about one seventy five, about five years. So ago. I was um, scrolling through Facebook as I way too frequently do. Speaking of giving shit to Daniel about Reddit, 
anyway, um, and this <laughs> yeah, guy, yeah, Mister posts like twenty meme videos on Facebook every day. Listen, that shit just so, happens. I don't really mean for that to be that many, off. but like, there's just so many creative people out there, right? You want to share the love. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this dude was selling like some Clint Black, Black tickets on the marketplace, and. Okay. I know who he is, so I just clicked on his name because I was curious because I'd never seen him pop up on Facebook before. Mm. And the last thing that he had posted on Marketplace was from September of 2019, and it was a four-bedroom, two-bathroom house with a full base finished basement. And he had posted it for 142 or 149000 This was in Shoto. And it had been marked sold, which obviously... So I typed in that address to Zillow and the Zestimate on that exact same house now, four years later, um, was more than double that. It was like 290 something. And yeah, I was just like, my God, why didn't I do it back then? It sounds about right. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I may never be able to afford a house, but I got to at least try. It's very frustrating. It's frustrating. So, Jeremy, now I have to talk to you about this, though. Okay. I've been meaning to. You've posted things recently. Okay. Um, a couple of videos, and I shouldn't take it because you just post willy-nilly anyway, but a couple of videos that you've posted were uh, by... John Stewart? John Stewart. I've always liked John yeah. Stewart. So what's the deal with that, huh? What do you mean? You have? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I think the f- the first one that I remember... Well, the one, the 9-11 one, obviously. Like, anybody that doesn't support what he said for the the first responders yeah. and their families of 9-11 is just... Definitely. Like, whatever, then... But the first one was, like... You really want to get into this conversation right now? Because it might go on for a while. <laughs> but the first one was, like... It was about how, like, like crony capitalism. Like, I've always hated that. Yeah. I have always hated how the government subsidizes certain industries and certain businesses and gives them huge tax breaks and pays for their infrastructure and then turns around and lets those companies keep all the profits. And it's all done usually through backdoor deals from, from congressmen that are passing these bills for like the, the, the keep America clean act or whatever that sounds great on the surface, but when it's a 500 page bill and the next thing you know, there's like all this bullshit happening that's giving these companies and whatever state the Senator is from that they've agreed to vote for this bill, a bunch of money that, that I've always been passionate about that. That's nothing new. Well, you should listen to his podcast cause it's good. Yeah, I, I, enjoy it. I like John Stewart. I'm, I'm not as like uh, uh, conservative or Republican as you might think I am. I just well, so I, I just hate yeah, I just hate I, the I government guess thing, right? I, I don't you trust I, the government. <laughs> you and I are not so far apart ideologically. Like I don't know how to how to overstate just how influential John Stewart was on my political beliefs um, because I just grew up when I was a teenager I didn't watch really watch the news or um, any kind of news um, you know like the opinion <laughs> you watched the daily stuff. show right I watched the daily show Correct, yeah. that's all I watched and it it formed my political beliefs really very strongly. For years, I watched The Daily Show from probably 13 to, I don't know, 30. Um, but, you know, in it, by the time I was 30, I, I had other information. I didn't just get all my news from The Daily Show. But, like, as a teenager, I did. Like it was, it was everything for me. Yeah. Um, and John Stewart, like people don't understand, but John Stewart was is very knowledgeable and very passionate and um, very 
he does not he's he will just say what he's thinking he does he doesn't care um whether it's like the party line or or whatnot um no and i, I yeah. got, you know i respect I, him i'm sure you've seen the clip of him going on to colbert's show and talking about uh covid if you haven't you should uh, maybe i don't know you should watch it you should watch it um, it's interesting. Like anyway, you should COVID? listen to his podcast because it's great. Yeah, I, I might. Yeah, I, 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 I respect anybody that isn't so like stubbornly one-sided that they can't see the the flaws in any system or any group of people or any political party. Um, you know, I think I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I like. I think I told you that during the 2020 election, if Bernie Sanders had been the candidate, I would have voted for him over Trump. I mean, I didn't didn't even because he has actual integrity. I didn't even select a president in the 2020 election. I left it blank. Um, yeah, because I I think yeah I think he has integrity. I think that that even though I don't 100% agree with all of his politics, I think he would do things the correct way. Better than well, that was better than anybody else. Like, I don't think he would use executive power. I think he wouldn't bypass Congress. I don't think that he would. Um, you know, I think that he would do it the way that the the, the the that it was meant to be. And I would trust what he said. Like, if he said it, at least I would know that's that was his intent, right? Like, it's not yeah. just bullshit. So. I don't know. Like I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. Like the the country, as it was founded, cannot continue to exist because it's just outdated in a lot of ways. But we still need a lot of those solid fundamentals to carry over, to keep from from government overreach and corruption. And it may be too far gone for that. In fact, it probably is. But well, it can't. It can't continue to be as lopsided. As it is with the, the power dynamics, can't continue to be as lopsided as they are because the people, the the power that us as voters have is not as strong as the power the government and those that fund the government has. Yeah, they've given it to themselves. They've right. There's a handful of corporations, by and large, and all these politicians and they just keep scratching each Lobbyists. other's nuts. Yeah. I mean, special interests. Like it's yep. insane to me that a, there's not term limits to help prevent some of that. And B yeah. that like, if I were to run for president or whatever, like my biggest thing that I would like run on wouldn't be anything about, you know, social, issues or or guns or abortion or 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 lgbtq rights like any of that stuff like i think that's all important but i think the single most important thing that we could do to get this country back on track is to make it a law that every single bill that's passed through the house and through the senate is a clean bill meaning it's a single issue bill so they can't hide all that bullshit in in between it because then it just creates like all these talking points like i'll just use I don't know, gun background checks, for an example. Like, mm. there have been a half a dozen gun background check bills that have went up at least for a vote in the last 10 years, since Sandy Hook, say. And, yeah. you know, I am not personally opposed to, like, gun background checks as long as it's not something that keeps a tracked database and it's something people could do as easy as say I wanted to sell a gun to the guy down the street. Like there should be a, day, a, a, a way for every person to enter that information into the, um, the, the same system the FBI uses to do the background check, right? Like I have, mm -hmm. I have no issue with that. But the problem is they put in those bills all this other stuff that just... Yeah, they put pork in it. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then so like you say, well, I don't agree with that. And then suddenly you're like, well anti-background check and that's not necessarily the case i'm anti the bill. right and then they'll say yeah you're anti-background and, and then yeah, yeah. and it's fine for me to say that but then all you hear is these like political parties saying it against each other and they all do the same crap you hear 
you know, political season's coming up, we're going to start hearing ads about how John Tester voted no on, on, uh, you know, making sure babies stay alive when they're sick. <laughs> like, right. That's, right. <laughs> that's not right. true. <laughs> like, or, but yeah. But the other but side the, of that bill but, is, is for a baby to stay alive. You have to kill 10 old people. Right. Like, I don't know. Like there's just, it's just never easy. Keep it clean. Keep it simple. They, term limits, and I think that would go a long way in fixing things. But you would never get the support of either party. I know because they're too powerful. So with those stances, absolutely. And it's, and then and then you'd run as a third party, and you wouldn't get anywhere. You know, the only thing you could hope to do is is change. Uh, Change the policies of one party. Like, uh, that's that's what a third-party candidate can ever yeah. hope to achieve, is just to um, show that there is a, a desire for those kind of policies. Yeah. Like, if you get 7 to 10% as a third-party candidate, you're disrupting the race. Yeah. And those sides then want to adopt your policies so that they can appeal to that 7% of voters the- that you got. The Montana legislature, which is currently controlled by Republicans, Daniel, voted to... Oh, I know. Voted. Like, these are supposed to be conservative people, right? Power mm-hmm. to the people, people. They voted to keep third parties off the ballots in Montana. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, no. most of Montana was okay with it. Like, because, of course, the Democrats are okay with that, too. Because... Right. Right? Like... Oh, it's just unbelievable. And... I could go on for hours. I really could. No, I know. I'm have, I, 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 I just had to get it out there. Because I, I was like, I knew there was something else that I wanted to talk to you about on the show today. Besides the Beach Boys. And I do, I do post a lot of shit about taxes. And I hate taxes. And the truth is, I do hate taxes. I think the way taxes are misused is criminal. Do I think we need taxes for things like roads, infrastructure, um, education? Yes, I would rather see the defense budget slashed by 60% and have all that money going towards things that actually matter. So that teachers don't have to buy their own supplies and that my child doesn't have to have a half day because it's 90 degrees outside? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, things like that. Or, or you know, I don't want to go completely socialist here, but I do think there's some sort of way we can help the healthcare system. And I think... The biggest issue with the healthcare system in America is again goes back to what John Stewart said. It's literally the government paying the hospitals and the insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies to get themselves wealthy and then having them allowed to be able right. to not have to pay any of that back and hide that money in other tax codes. And the same with billionaires. I Listen, I don't think billionaires should pay any higher percentage of taxes than you or I. But what they shouldn't be able to do is hide all that money in stocks and other places. Yes. So that they and offshore accounts. So that they can be billionaires on paper and get funding and get funding and get funding with no interest. Right. And right. Um, and never ever have to pay taxes unless they decide to sell some of it. Because that's right. that's just not fair. I don't have the solution to yeah, that. But- the whole stock system is just bullshit. And that's, it's, it all works together. Like, the government sucks, and that part of of industry sucks. And they've created yep. it together. So I, I'm not just anti-government. I'm anti-government influence in, in public corporations as well. Like, it's one thing if, you know, some big company comes out and kills a bunch of people or poisons them, then yes, I want the government to intervene and do something about it. What I don't want is the government to fund them to create the situation and then bail them out and then have nothing happen to anybody. Like, that just burns my biscuits. Yep. And there's plenty of tax money paid in that we could do a lot more for the actual people that are struggling in this country. I mean, I... I literally, I'm not afraid to say this. When I did my taxes, I, as a single person, as a cook, Daniel, made over $80,000. And that's something that I should be proud of and be able to live a decent life on. And I just, I can't. I'm living in a three-bedroom apartment driving a five-year-old Jeep, like not even a nice Jeep. Yep. 
and no, that's it's ridiculous. It's I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I the cost of living has just increased so much faster than wages. Yeah. I mean, you see, I I've seen plenty of things on Reddit and Facebook <laughs> and other places, Twitter about like you know so and so posts a thing my parents bought their house um in 1980 for you know $60,000 and they sold it a couple of years ago for you know 1.5 million mm-hmm. right and and <laughs> and they were making you know 40,000 a year when they bought the house and now I'm doing the same job they were doing and I'm making $40,000 a year. Yeah. You know? I don't know how much, like, I don't know how accurate those things are and there's a lot of other variables. But the reality is... Anecdotally, it's true. I mean, those kind of things happen. Yeah. I mean, that is... I mean, I find it hard to believe somebody was making $40,000 a year back then unless they had a really good job that's that's the part that i find right, it's true like yeah. which just makes it worse right <laughs> i mean i don't know it's but but yeah i mean you my parents could my parents make less than we do mm-hmm. uh, yes. a lot less yes they they made less than we do mm-hmm. and they had four kids and a very large house. I mean, not very large, but a large house mm-hmm. and um, large yard, and like they were comfortable yeah. with even you know. And we're struggling to afford one kid. Oh yeah, definitely the the value of the dollar and the cost of living is, but you know, is exponentially higher than it was when when your parents were growing up. Um, there's no denying that. I think. You had mentioned, you know, the cost of, of living isn't keeping up with the wages, which I completely agree with. But I, I can just tell you a couple personal situations. So the company I work for, they raised raised their minimum wage recently to like sixteen seventy five. So that's the lowest amount of money you can work you can make working in our healthcare system that I work for. Yeah. And generally that would be for people that like do housekeeping or do like washing dishes and things like that. Right. Which is yep. a pretty good wage for somebody in that situation if, if, for being honest, but it's nowhere near enough right. for them to live on by themselves because, right. because right. of the situation we're in. So here's what's been happening though. So, um, and I can't speak to this for every state, but for our state and some of this is federal as well. Suddenly, they are, on paper, making too much money to qualify for Medicaid and food stamps yep. and right. child care assistance and things like that. So they're worse off making right. a higher wage because the government assistance programs aren't necessarily going up with, with the wage increases, or at least not in real time and not quick enough. So... But also, you know, then they're getting taxes taken out. Exactly. Then they're getting more taxes, <laughs> more taxes taken out, which is just going to, right. you know, I'm not anti-Ukraine, but, but seriously, like we have a lot of crap to take care of at home. We don't need this huge ass defense budget when we're just going to give money to everybody else to defend themselves. Like pick one, pick one or the other, right? Like don't do both. And no, I mean, you work really hard to make more money, but then... You know, we, you know, it, it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, Dan and I are very lucky to fall into a different tax bracket with our combined incomes. Yeah. But then we're screwed because the amount of taxes that, you know, mm-hmm. we have to pay. Yeah, at the end of the so year, I'll still be paying it, another five or $6,000 in taxes. And that's after, you know, paying 30000 in taxes over the, not all taxes, but just deductions in general over the course of the year. And but we're, like, in the bottom of that next tax bracket. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they're taking a higher percentage from us, but we don't make as much as people who have okay. huge houses. Like, right, like, we don't yeah. we don't make 
500, 600,000, mm-hmm. we make the lower end of that range. Yeah. And so we're shouldering a huge burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just in general, like the lower and middle classes of this country shoulder a much larger tax burden than than upper classes and it's it's i know that we tax people at a higher rate for higher income but they have more means to hide it like you said hide that money yeah. hide that taxable and make it they put it in stocks yeah. right and it's the they, tax they have ways to get around it it doesn't got to be stocks it's the tax code that allows that like it's yeah it's like, why does it got to be so complicated? Why can't it just be... It's stuff that's not available to to us. Like, we can't... Maybe we could, but but the, the average American cannot afford to open a CD and put away $5,000 for a year because they might need that $5,000. Yeah. Right? Yes. And... And putting away five thousand, you're not gonna get a huge yield on that CD. No. But somebody who makes a lot more money can put away a hundred thousand because they just can afford to do so. Because they don't even need to and think about it. Yep. They'll make a huge yield, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it's just not. There's n- not. There's it's not equal. Yeah. No. The the system it's is not fair. Is, is stacked against you. This is supposed to be the land of opportunity, and it is probably more so than most other places. But it's not, there was a, I don't know if I shared this one or not, but there was a a clip that I watched, and I'm pretty sure the show was Newsroom. I never watched it on HBO. Oh, you saw the, the opening clip where he's talking about it, yeah. Yeah, and... It's a fa- famous monologue. Is it? Yeah. yeah, so somebody asked the question, why is America the greatest country in the world, and the first two people go... This is the very first scene in the whole show. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yes. then, yeah. Um, you know, and then... He, you know, kind of smirks and says something like the New York Jets and like the moderator or whoever it is is like, well, I'm not letting you get off that easy. And then, yeah, he goes on this huge yeah. monologue as why isn't America the greatest country in the world? And I, I thought a lot about that question. That's greatest country in the world anymore or whatever it was he said. And I, yeah, I felt that like it's accurate. We are so, so not what we could be. And it's sad because. Yep. I feel like, and I myself have been guilty of this at times, I've just been blinded by how good it was, it is, or can be. And also, we just follow the status quo. Like, I don't know. It's not going to change until we get super mad. Enough of us get super mad at the same time. And as long as we're all divided on on these topics, then I don't, we're we're never going to come together to get that mad. I think we're all just too fucking tired. <laughs> like, I get home from work. It's enough for me to have to do the dishes. It's enough for Coley to have to make dinner. I'm too fucking tired to start a fucking revolution. <laughs> like, I, I think we're all just working to survive. There's no, there's no time or energy for us to to change things and and not only that but like the the methods we have available to us in a democracy to change things i already talked about it our votes do not count as a full vote when the top 10 percent their votes count as two three four five hundred votes no it like it just it's lopsided it's like very lopsided. I don't know. No, I don't. Know. No, I don't. Even if we could stage a rebellion in a coup, like what would that look like when it was done? We would still all be fighting, right? Because exactly. fun- yeah. fundamentally, <laughs> fundamentally, as a country, we're just toxic. And right, I, I, I personally believe that we can blame a lot of that on politics and the media. Like I don't think people hate well, each other as much as they. Think they exactly. as much as they think they do or think they should. That is, that's what's so frustrating. So I was watching, um, I when I was working from home, I watched this uh, documentary. It's free on YouTube. It's called Unfit. It's about Trump. Um, and I was like, I don't think I want to put myself in this headspace, but whatever. I just put it on. 
I was like, I'll start it and see if it's decent. And it was just, it was fairly interesting. Um, obviously very biased against Trump. Um, and, but one of the things that I found interesting, it had Anthony Scaramucci on there, who is, uh, was a, an advisor to Trump and kind of like was fired by Trump and then quickly turned against him and, and has kind of gone on a campaign again about how terrible he is. And, but so you got to take what he says, uh, with a grain of salt, but like he said one thing that I found really interesting. He said when one of the things that really appealed to him when he was, when he first met Trump was that he understood the base um, he understood the regular American and he could he could speak to them. And I realized, like, people like him because he just talks to them like they're regular people. He talks to them about things that matter to them um, and, and talks to them in a way that makes them feel like he actually wants to fix their problems. I think he's a complete salesman and a yeah, fraud. He's a, he's a snake but, oil salesman, but he does make people right. feel feel vindicated he, in their beliefs. Exactly. And that's all they wanted. They wanted a politician so badly to just relate to them and understand on a fundamental level that that their lives are not what they should be, what they could be, right? Mm -hmm. And he understood that there was this American dream that people want, and he sold them a solution to that American dream. And Bernie Sanders did the same thing. And I know they're both populists, right? And populism has its own flaws. But something's got to give. Right, and there's obviously a desire in in this country for change, and that is why, like those kind of candidates, appeal to people. I voted for Bernie. I, I mean, I, I voted for for Biden in the general because I had to, but I wasn't like fucking out there rah rah putting Biden stickers on my truck and waving Biden flags around. I just did it because it was my option. I get but it, I wasn't yeah. passionate about it, right? I was passionate about Bernie. I would have gone door to door if Bernie was in the yeah, general I don't, election. I don't think anybody seems and, passionate about, about Joe Biden. And I think right, <laughs> rightfully so. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just he's just a person. But, like, but, but I understand where... The vast majority of but people my point is, thought it was a better option my, than Donald Trump, for sure. My point is that we're really not that different, and that's what that's what like Trump was selling a fundamental shift in American politics, and Bernie was trying to do the same thing on the left, and we're we're both just Trump supporters and Bernie supporters. And everybody in between just wants somebody to listen to us and listen to our problems and actually give solutions, whether they're bullshit solutions or not, right? Mm -hmm. We just want to feel heard, and we're really not that different. And our, our problems are really not that different, and we could absolutely relate on so many things if we could actually just talk to each other and what's frustrating is that there's that i don't know how to do that like we're it feels like we're beyond the point where we can do that you mean as individual americans or as political uh, yeah, parties uh, yeah as as both um, well, I, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I agree. I think we are beyond that point. And I mean, okay, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, the only way, like, I think we could ever come back together is if another 9-11 happened. Seriously. Like, that's awful. Mm. Right? To think mm. that. But 
Yesterday, as of recording, was 9 11. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just for the listeners. But as far as the divisiveness, yeah, it goes back to I, I, I think there's money in divisiveness, there's power in divisiveness, and I think the politicians right. and again, the media. Have, that's why Fox News exists. That's why MSNBC exists. Yeah, and they clearly all and, are biased one way or the other, right? Like, there's no disputing that. So, right. So, um, and but there no, is. You're, you're right, though, because we were watching a video on with Quinn yesterday on 9/11, and I remember. So I was just thinking as I was watching it and crying, um, how proud I was to be an American and how the country came together and it was like the one time I remember just the country not being divided Mm -hmm. and the country was just everybody was together and regardless of what you thought of Bush like people rallied behind him and there was support and the only thing I would say about that is there is danger in that sort of um Unity, yeah. Look, look what came of it. It made it worse. W- mm. One of the things that happened, w- one of the things that we all rallied around, was our hatred of terrorists, mm-hmm. right. and that morphed into a hatred of each other, n- Middle Eastern people. And yeah. I don't, you know, one of the things that brought Nazi Germany together was a, a was was a hatred of Jews mm-hmm. and because they were they were blaming Jews for all of their problems and I, I you know I don't I could just I think there's is danger in that sort of unity because it's at the expense of something else yeah. we 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 had something very concrete to rally around hating and um uniting over See, I guess I just we see were, it in a, in a different it was, view because it was, I didn't see it as rallying and hating against something against terrorists. As, no, but I but that's not that was not my take of that time. Yeah. So you can have your take. I can have mine. No, that's, that's not fine. my take. Is that it was rallying together and being proud to be Americans and coming together and supporting each other as Americans. In in my post nine eleven world, there was not hate. No, I so, don't. I guess I don't mean hate, but like. There was this undertone of part of the reason 9-11 affected us all so much was because we felt like we were under attack. Like, we felt like we got attacked. And, we did. And there was... Right. And and there was a... Um, there was an inclination to... I don't know. And it, and it led to bad things. It led to the Iraq war, needlessly. And we all supported it. You know, everybody supported it. Dixie Chicks got kicked off country radio because they didn't support it. Like, it it just, it led to bad things. And I, I just think that our problems in this country are deeper than, than, being solved by one world event. Like, if that were... COVID could have been a unifying thing, right? But it wasn't, right? It, it drove us further apart somehow. Like, there are, there are conversations that we need to have as a country that we just aren't ever going to have. I, it's not going to happen. I don't know how, how it it's would happen. It's a dysfunctional happen. family. Not yeah. having the hard conversations. I think COVID drew us further apart because there was already huge wedges there. From, right. And a lot of that, um, I, 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 to a degree, I agree that 9-11, it was very unifying and it was good, but there was a lot of terrible things that came out of that as far as um, the government and some big corporations taking advantage of that. A, all the new laws that were passed that created the NSA yeah. and all this stuff that, we'll never roll back from like we're never going to get that back and then right, the the bank secrecy act and then all the i mean the bank secrecy act it has a lot of good stuff but it does have some pork in it that that you're right will we'll never go away well yeah i mean like the patriot act yeah. patriot act specifically it, it had yes. it sounded good it yep. sounded like it was there to keep us safe but there yep. was just so much crap in it and the defense contracts that were just backdoor deals between politicians and 
you know, big companies that created, like, multiplied the defense budget and spending, you know, yeah. 50, 60, 80 and, fold. And that had to be justified. We privatized a lot of our defense sure. budget in a way that we never had before. Then they had to spend um, that money to keep getting it. So I do think a lot of those wars right. went on longer and and more unnecessarily than they should have. Um, right. But that initial feeling of wanting to take out the terrorists, I think, was valid. Like, that, I, I had no issue with that. Um, I can only speak for me personally. I did not hate all Middle Eastern people at that time. But I do know I there, don't mean that we all did. I just mean... Uh, I do know there that, was some sentiment. Like... Right. Of course, I never was around any. So if if a, a, a Muslim family had moved into Libby, Montana at that time, yeah, I probably would have side-eyed him, if I guess, if I'm being honest with myself. But yeah, I probably would have anyway, because it just would have been out of place, right? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I just... It's painful to think about how good we have it, but also how much better it could be. And I really feel like... Sometimes, you know, the Washington, D.C. is just the Pied Piper and we're just moving along, like doing whatever we're told and then being happy for for the the meager crumbs that we do get. I don't know. It's, yep. I don't have a solution, but I know that I'm certainly frustrated. And I think the most vocal among us on all the sides are always going to seem pretty extreme, but I think there's a large group of people that 80% in the middle that if given the chance and the outside influences went away, we could probably all come to some pretty good understandings of each other and, and, you know, have a lot of common ground, but I don't think people want that. You just need everybody to listen to this podcast. Well, there's, I mean, again, there's no money and power in that for the people that already have money and power. Like, they just want more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Good talk, though. Good talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Well, that went on longer than I expected. So, anyway, I thought we were going to end when Quinn came down here. but <laughs> Yes, Daniel, I do like Jon Stewart. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Yeah, well, I like uh, sherbet yes. soda. Yes, drinks. I mean, did sherbet freezes? Sherbet freezes. Didn't you invent that? If I'm not mistaken, I did actually. Yeah. I'm the first person to ever make one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. was like, "Oh, I just don't want ice cream. What yeah. can I have?" Have yeah. you should make it with Jones orange soda. Have you ever had Jones orange soda, Daniel? <laughs> I think probably. Yeah, okay. don't they also make like gross flavored sodas? I don't know. I think yeah. yeah they do they uh, they make more than one flavor I don't know that I've ever had they make it. no they make like they make like snot soda they like novelty sodas oh do they yeah they I do. think so oh, okay um but yeah they they do make I I I, th- I probably had their cream soda yeah I think that's the most common one that I've seen yeah. or that but I know of. we have a we have a good local soda manufacturer out here that makes cream soda and birch beer and good stuff so oh, nice. i don't really if i go outside of coke that's usually what i'm, I'm what i'm drinking all right well good to know yep. good to know with some sherbet sherbet <laughs> yep sherbet rainbow sherbet sherbet and some all right some raspberry sorbet Thank you. Mm-hmm. you didn't remember that the last night was raspberry sorbet because they didn't have any sherbet. Raspberry sorbet. Is the kind that Jeremy you find already did that. second hand. What? <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good bookend to the podcast then. It is. All right. So, anywho. Well, thank you for the Coley? debate. I guess it wasn't even a debate. We seem to agree. That's good. Yeah, I know. We did. I debated more with my wife than I did with you. I thought she was going to punch me first. Naturally. See, that's... that's. No, I just don't... I don't like when you think that you know how everybody felt. I was generalizing. Exactly. I I was doing it on purpose. (laughs) Anywho, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. My wife. Yes. For coming on the show and setting the record straight. Yeah. 
And thank you, Jeremy, for um, showing up again. Yeah, thanks for letting me be a guest on your and Joe's show. I do appreciate that. <laughs> and thank you to It's me. all right, Jeremy. We kicked him off for half the show. I know, tonight, right? So payback. Well, that's why I kept, that's why I made it longer. That's why I kept the discussion going so that it was really only like, I don't know. 20% of the show. Actually. I think the wow. last part of the Okay, Brian. The last part of the show that we just had was probably less time than your explainer of the Beach Boys smile. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I just called him Brian. Which which you already ex- Oh, Brian. Which you already explained that. to everybody on the last show, so that first entire section, <laughs> you could have just skipped right into, "Hey, remember on the last show I talked about the Smile album? Well, I went down Reddit hole and found this other one called Adult baby, adult child, yes. adult child. Go check it out. There's, there's two really great songs on there. Okay, enough. There's one called <laughs> "Still I Dream of It." It's great, and then another one called "It's Over Now." What? And they're both sad. You know what's they're over now? Those aren't songs. even the two songs and you were talking show. about earlier. You were talking about <laughs> Tommy Boy and baseball or something. I know. I know. I was just talking about how weird the album was. See, I didn't even say everything I wanted to say about it. Those are the two best songs on the album. They're excellent. Okay. Anywho. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Do you you want a roommate? (laughs) I want a roommate? In this apartment? Already? No, there's too many of us already. How about... Do you want want a roommate? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you if you will help buffer the uh, Beach Boys conversation, you know, absolutely. Maybe maybe that's the direction we're all going to be in. We're all going to be living in like these big communal complexes in the next thirty years because that's what it's going to take to afford things. So we're going to be like, hey, there's min- there's stories about like ten women getting together buying a house yeah, and just it's going to be like mini socialism you know? all throughout the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I estimated our house while we were on the call i went on zillow yeah and it's like worth 324 now yeah right so I thought, so I thought it said 334 oh 334 yeah. 324 334 i could be those, lying i though. think 324 i do that a lot but you do do that a lot. so just think but, about it you're i mean so let's just just sell and we'll go you know but if it's worth that now what's it going to be worth in 10 years know. you guys are going to be the next generation the people hate on tiktok and be like, Quinn's gonna be like, my parents bought their house in 2019 for 189 thousand dollars, and sold it in 2056 <laughs> for 7.9 million, and moved into a fantastic. Uh, can we great. manifest Let's that? Move, that. <laughs> moved into a nudist colony in in in, in Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, she'll get so much money from us if that's the case. So right. she can, she'll be just. Fine. Yeah, but then she'll still be like. It'll be like she'll still have to hate that generation. So, and well, no, but here by that time the government will have found a way to take money from people like you on that, so it'll be taxed to shit, so you won't actually get. That's anything. true. Yeah, we'll actually That's only true. get like a hundred thousand of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rest, will, yeah. the rest will go to build the next billion, fund the next billionaire's trip to space. Because I, I will start the revolution so that rich people get you know taxed 90 percent of their money gets taxed and then we'll sell our house for 10 million dollars and then you know we'll only end up with what's 10 percent of 10 million 100,000 right 100,000 yeah yeah see so it just that'll be our problem abolish yeah. the tax code everybody pays 15 percent of of what they're worth if you like are worth a hundred billion, you pay fifteen billion. If you're worth a hundred thousand, you pay fifteen thousand. <laughs> Call it good, and then sounds good to me. No more studying cow farts and and the effects of Coca-Cola on ants. Like put that money towards things that actually matter. Like speaking of cow farts, I, I didn't win uh, the cow chip bingo, huh? It's not. Cow it's on bingo. the twenty third. Oh, good. Phew. He was was really, he was really worried. He didn't win. Thought I didn't win. Yeah, no, you're still in the running, and I'll probably even be honest about it if you do and tell you. (laughs) I'll send it to Coley so so she can. Thanks again, everybody. (laughs) We're ending this. Okay, I have to go to bed. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm stopping. Hold on.
Wait, were we supposed to be recording?